Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The first four hours were simply in a moose-bouche. I'm stuffed. I can't remember the last time I ate this much. Sure you don't want no dessert? Not for me. Yeah, I'm good. Your table is ready for Carmen and Lima's emerging podcast scene. Brought to you by Extend Technologies. Ladies and gentlemen, Stainsy's got it. Well, Daryl has it. Daryl has it. But what I also saw from Stainsy. What have we? What have we Ladies got? and gentlemen, don't call it a comeback. The return of the McLaughlin Group. Oh God, they're bringing back. They're bringing him back, baby. Chase McLaughlin is coming back. They re-sign McLaughlin. Is that just enough for like a competition? They're not just giving him the kicking job, are they? Uh, probably they're going to have a competition. Yeah. I'm imagining they're going to have a competition. Yeah, also. I would hope yes, so. Yes, yes, well, yes, so yes, they, yes. they also signed a punter yesterday. We didn't even bring that up. No. We made such a big deal about special teams all year. We did not. They signed a punter. We didn't even bring it up. Our due diligence. Elite chess. We did not play 4K chess. We didn't do that. All right. A couple things. I yeah, get, here we go. I want to get to all the right. 4D chess thing. <laughs> yeah. So, guys, again, can we please, can we please, like, uh, uh, listen. I'm the first person to love that they upgraded uh, Baker Mayfield. Everything else notwithstanding, all the baggage notwithstanding for Deshaun Watson right now, all that. I was I was the person day one telling you I wasn't necessarily believing in Baker, whatever. Sometimes I was wrong about Baker. Sometimes I was right about Baker. He was very inconsistent. But in the end, they recognized they had to upgrade. That doesn't make them the <laughs> smartest front office in the history of sports. That doesn't mean that they're playing a different game than everybody else. Have you not noticed the quarterback movement around the NFL? All the front offices are thinking about how to upgrade their quarterbacks. Everybody. That's not just the Browns. You've seen unprecedented movement with quarterbacks. The second thing I hear the most, every time there's any kind of restructure, any kind of signing bonus thing. Oh, Andrew Barry. Andrew Barry's on another level. Oh, we've got Andrew Barry. Don't worry. Guys, 
the David Gettleman's of the world are out. Okay, the mm. uh, outside of Detroit, where you have the good old boy network. Outside of that, every the team, good old boy network. every team in the NFL, <laughs> God. has cap savvy dudes. A lot of them from the Ivy Leagues. You're not the only one. Stop sure, feeling. Stop feeling so special. I like Andrew Barry. I think he's good. I think had they have rolled the dice with Baker Mayfield again, I think everybody's job was on the line. And I think they knew that, yeah. and that is what provoked them to make the change. Not that they were playing five-dimensional Tesseract interstellar chess. <laughs> okay? <laughs> uh, this isn't a wrinkle in time. But what if? There are interstellar dimensional chess. What if there are different NFL universes? And in one of them, the Browns are the best team ever. That's fantastic. I mean, listen, that doesn't mean I don't like them. I do like them. I do not just wake up in the morning thinking how much smarter the Browns front office is than everybody else. I don't. Guys, they've won one playoff game. One playoff game. They might be really good. In fact, don't we think some front offices have good years and some have bad years? I don't think they're just like, what were we saying about the Seattle Seahawks five years ago? They're a cut above the rest. What were we saying about the Golden State Warriors? Yeah. The Golden State Warriors. I, well, I, give Bob Myers even more credit than he already gets because he was the first guy. People are like, who's going to beat this team? And he's like, this is not going to last very long. He was the first guy to yeah. say, this is going to last a couple years. And he was actually. He's actually right. Yeah, and look, I'm happy. I'm happy that they that they signed Miles Garrett. Who wouldn't do that? I'm happy that you know that there've been the extensions on the offensive line. Most teams do that, although they got obviously got rid of uh, J.C. Treader. They're doing the things that I think most front offices would do, and I'm proud <laughs> that they elevated a quarterback. I'm happy, <laughs> but I don't think they're playing a different game than everybody else. I don't know. Am I? And 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 by the way, oh, I'm, I'm who's about to, a, one I'm more about guy? To pass. I'm about to fade. One on. more guy. Daryl Morey is You're l- incredibly red right now. Well, the Daryl Morey is considered one of the smartest dudes. <gasps> they say he could do anything. He, he, they, if uh. he went into finance tomorrow to look for whatever, <laughs> uh, uh, what do they? What do they always say? Market inefficiencies. Yeah. That he could exploit in whatever field of business he would want to pursue, he would do great. Guess what? There's other guys trying as well. It's a competitive world. What is Daryl Morey? He just he just sold the farm to go get James Harden, who has gotten outplayed and got his ass kicked by Darius so Garland you, in year three. Are you willing to say, like if I did a topic tomorrow and said, how incredible is Andrew Barry? Are you willing to fight that? I think he's good. But I don't think he's giving us this huge... You are huge, so bad. We have to do this on the regular show. I, we have to. I, look how mad he is. I don't think he's giving you the immense advantage over the rest of the league. Like, I think Browns fans were so used to the terrible, just like quarterbacks, right? Just like, that's why even Dorsey, you still find a lot of people that say, that say John Dorsey did an unbelievable job. Well, who are you comparing him to? And I thought Dorsey did, did well. He drafted some good players to get us back on the map. And and having Nick Chubb and having Miles. Yeah, Gar- I don't think there's a question of his talent evaluation skills, right? Like, he's always been... Yeah, pretty good. good. Talent evaluation. You remember him from Kansas City, obviously. I mean, but well, in Kansas City, the uh, story is completely different now. It's been history has been rewritten there, where it's now Brett Veach. It did was all everything. yeah. 
But who are you comparing? And that's not true. Who are you comparing our current GM to? Tom Heckert. Well, you're comparing him to yeah. who's the guy that? Uh, the, this this has got to be. If, if you're willing to stand yeah. out there and have this, I won't sell you down the river like you did to me today. But twice you did it two times to me. I won't do that to you. But we'll find out if you're willing to do because you're very agitated he's, over this. He's and I setting like this right one. there. He saw you mouth. You're going to do. But that. Roger, no. Roger first. Here we go. Andrew Barry was asked in November 2022. And oh. Andrew Barry was asked in November if 2022 will be used to see whether what they have in Baker Mayfield to extend him. Barry said he's seen enough. He knew then no matter what he was trading for Watson, that's him playing elite chess. How many GMs have upgraded their quarterback and didn't necessarily tell you that? Did he know that that Watson was going to say yes no matter what? Well, that's what I mean. What would you what would Andrew Barry be doing? Now, I still – I'm not on board with what Ian Rapport said and others. I don't think they just had – they have struck out with Deshaun Watson. I don't know that they would have just run it back with Baker Mayfield, especially all that we know now and all the uh, the character assassination, as I call it, that has come out since. I don't know that they would have gone back to Baker, even though Ian Rapport says that. But with all that said, if they just ran it back with Baker and a grand jury had made a different determination – based on the evidence they had and the testimony they had and the depositions, then would Andrew Barry not be playing 4D chess? Like, what would we be saying about that? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I love how bothered by it you are. This is so good. This is so good. Because the, the same people who are saying playing 4D, 8D, 8K chess I know. are the same, like... If, <laughs> I mean, if they don't win a Super Bowl, they're gonna they're gonna be screaming at this By guy. By the way, can somebody help me? Uh, <laughs> let's go back to let's go back to the 2020 Browns draft. Okay, where's all the chess? Jedrick Will Wills, who we have question marks about. Grant Delpit can't stay healthy. I liked him. I liked like, him a lot coming out. I think out. you need to name what type of piece they are, as you say. <laughs> all right, uh, wait, wait. Grant Delpit is that checkers? Well, he's, Grant is, Delpit he, is, is he a bishop? Hungry, hungry hippos. Is I, he a rook? Jordan, I really like hungry hungry hippos. I by the too. way, for the record, I, I really like Grant Delpit. But I too. got carpal tunnel playing it. So how how much do you really like it? Uh, Jordan Elliott, that's cheating battleship. Uh, Jacob Phillips shoots and ladders. My God, I like playing shoots and ladders with the axe man. Now Harrison Bryan, I thought was Stratego. I made Axel cry. Playing shoots and ladders. Harrison Bryan was Stratego. At, th- at first, I thought it was. <laughs> Harrison Bryant's been Kerplunk. <laughs> we ended up being Kerplunk. That's good. We should have saved this for the radio. Yeah. Why'd we waste this? And down the People's Jones. We should, hey, clip this and play it. Oh, we'll just play it there, yeah. <laughs> now, what's Donovan People's Jones? I still think he Donovan has. Donovan People's Jones is like Monopoly. You're all mm-hmm. excited to play it, and then by the end, you're just sick. Like, this is boring. <laughs> I thought he was going to rip the lid off of defenses. What the hell, Donovan? <laughs> he still has potential. Mm-hmm. All right, any of the games you want to mention? So was that a great draft? Who's Connect Four? Oh, hold Who's on. Crossfire? Hold on, there was... Who got caught up in the Crossfire? Crossfire! Uh, I believe that was... Crossfire! I believe... Was that, was that Tucker Carlson? Or was that a different show? Um, oh, Nick Harris. Okay. Nick, Nick Harris. got caught up in the Crossfire! crossfire. It's him versus J.C. Treader, and he won, <laughs> and he's like, yeah, yeah, Crossfire. And they're sweating. The yes, he was sweating. <laughs> what else? Uh, people thought you were going to pass out. I thought I was going to pass out. I mm. really did. I thought I was going to pass out for a second. I thought I was going to faint. 
Have you ever done that where you laugh so hard you you almost yes. Faint? Okay. That's Believe it or not, I know people accuse me of never ever laughing. You you well you don't laugh audibly. You do not laugh. I know. I don't know. Boy, have you ever wondered about that? Where you come up with your signature laugh? I'm sure there's a TED talk on My this. My signature laugh. Anybody? Anybody? Why is it that it's humans? The laugh you're most comfortable with. Okay, but obviously it had been honed over time. People think it's just your laugh. I think everybody's laugh has been has been worked on over time until you feel comfortable, and then Cook, it becomes Cookie second says, nature. Delpit is operation because he's always <laughs> hurt. <laughs> That's good. There you go. <laughs> I got a mic soft for you. I you got to be no. I, I'm not even doing it because I'm afraid it. the mics will still be on. We cannot. I'll do text it. it to you. Go ahead. What were you gonna say? Um, I I just always wondered why everybody's laughs sound different. Everybody's sneeze sounds different. Now it seems like sneeze you can't control what your sneeze sounds like. You can oh, absolutely control what your laugh sounds like. My sneeze I can in a way. You can when when I'm in the car with the kids or in the house with the and the kids around. It is the most overdone comedic <laughs> just to get them to go, Dad, what are you doing? I used to do a gag when I was in high school. I was full of nonstop shtick and gags, and most of them did not work, <laughs> and most people just got frustrated. But I used to do this thing. Oh, it's so spoiled. <laughs> I used to do this thing with Kleenex that I would make it seem like the Kleenex would float up in the air oh, with yeah. a gust of energy. Every time, all that. every time I would sneeze, yeah. You were the Jerry, um, the Jerry Lewis of West Geauga. It's a prop Just, comic. I don't want, so now I don't care. Now I don't care. But back in the day, like in, a, okay, like in an office setting or whatever, around even, you know what? I take that back. Around you, I try not to make a big show of it. When I, well, oh, jeez, cookie pie, when, uh. <clears throat> when I sneeze around you, I try not to make a big deal of it. But you can't I feel, really help I feel your you sneeze. I feel you will be because usually I go, <laughs> like it is a. It's almost like a Ric Flair woo when I sneeze, and I feel you will be. What did I? What have I done loudly that you hate? Is Everything. It Everything. Is yeah. it yawn? Like I'll go yeah. bleep. Yeah. No, but you know, I yawn. You know what's terrible now, though? When I'm at home and I'm comfortable now, it's been two years nah. in front of Sarah. You won't fart? All, no, all the noises come out, and they're almost ridiculous. I'm trying to make her laugh sometimes, and I can tell she's getting annoyed. And so I feel bad because I'm putting her through exactly what I would detest. And you do, be honest, you do around certain people when they sneeze especially. Some people you're like, really? You're really sneezing like that? That's really your sneeze? And it probably is. How many people are faking their sneeze? But yet, uh, I think it's the projectile. Yeah. There is liquid. There is moisture that comes out with a sneeze. People, And the louder they sneeze, you assume that they're projectile yeah. sneezing liquids all over you. I don't want people to say God bless you to me. I make a big show of it. So I will hold in a sneeze, which is terrible for you. Because you don't want to hear it. And it can mess up your back. Mess up your is that muscles. true? Oh yeah. yeah, my buddy's dad threw his back out sneezing. I feel my back pop a ton <gasps> when yep. I sneeze. Yep, I've had, I've felt a You're couple a paragon things of health exactly pop show. when I when I've held in a sneeze like I just <clears throat> like that. It's just like <clears throat> like up your up your spine. I don't um, think you're supposed to hold in a sneeze. Up your though. nose with a rubber hose. <laughs> I up try to keep like it down. Behind. There, the <laughs> laugh part, I will admit, for the radio. I felt you should work on your laugh a little bit. 
but now I've dialed I know. that back. But I've I dialed I've, that back. No, I've thought about this. Can we play SOB on the podcast? Because I have a call here that I've always said. <sighs> no, because it's got an old voice. A guy calls in and we went, remember when that time we did too much monkey, not enough monkey? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and the guy thought he was disconnected and he said SOB. And like you can hear Lima, ha, ha, ha. Like that you know is really funny because Lima actually audibly <laughs> yeah. laughed. Lima is the ultimate test of laugh. If Lima laughs out loud, it's it's very good. For me, you're the best. No, Kenny, you are the best uh, hype man. Well, people you're the think best I hype laugh, man ever. People think I laugh too much, and I tell them all the time. I go, I actually try to like I'll back away because you can't. So there's a really famous morning show that's not a, that it's we are not influenced by it. You with Opie and Anthony, you know, there's a heavy influence there, but. This is not a morning show that we're influenced by, and I know it. They're, they're, they're. I think they're Hall of Famers, so I'm not even gonna. I'm not trying to rip them. The one thing that always bothered me is every cast member of that show laughed directly into the mic, and it was just over modulated. And when they had comedians, are you talking about about Bob and Tom? No, I'm not talking about Bob and Tom. So (laughs) I thought I just thought that always bothered me, and I always thought it was better to just be off mic. (laughs) <laughs> and laugh off mic yeah. instead of right into the mic. I know it always it always annoyed me too. But there's people who think I fake the laugh that I'm fake laughing. I go, no, mm-hmm. I'm a boisterous laugher. You can hear me laughing down the hall. Everything I do yeah. is loud, so you can hear me laughing down the hallway. There's another thing that my that I I make noise wise that I don't like, and this is how <laughs> I don't talk about this part of my life very often. I know I have to lose weight, and I really know I have to lose weight because I feel. I am. I'm doing this more often. I'm talking like this more Reverb often. It's because clip. I'm out of breath. <laughs> wait, wait, wait a second. So what? But what would be causing you to be out of breath? Just your if I'm, we're arguing, if you're I, talking. Well, because this is this is the you don't scary, have emphysema. No, but this is the scary part of the of the calendar we're getting into. In football season, it's very easy to be focused. Now we're in this weird spot where. I don't want to talk about the Sean Watson every single morning. I think that's a tune-out for listeners because I think they're interested in it, but I also don't think they want to hear court TV every single day. Which sucks because our boss came up with Allegation Month, and every day we were going to do one of the, yeah, the we allegations. Been, we, we were not going to do that. And everything. I don't think crazy. they want to do. I don't think they want to hear that, and I don't think that we want to do that. They have the whooshes. So in there. it's it's very difficult because <laughs> you're going to go into a time where people aren't as interactive. Mm-hmm. And yeah, this they is are. just That's the true. normal stuff. This so, is that time. And now the first round of the draft yes, is not gone. what it normally is. And so I don't want to be caught staring at the t- staring at the computer screen too often and not focused on you. And so at times it takes away your focus and then you tend to overreact to things. You tend to overstate certain words. You tend to do all those things. So I have to turn my computer off and focus directly on you and to focus directly on the conversation. There's a lot of balance that goes on there. But did you know that I, I think I don't know if people sh- care about this but this is the podcast well, so I can tell them about I this. I have here. shared this. I thought I had shared this with you before and I don't remember how you took it. There are times when I when Ken is going on a rant and I want to especially make sure that I am not interrupting you cuz I do interrupt you from time to time. I like it when you interrupt. And sometimes you interrupt me from time to time. We are a show that in the first two There's years, no problem with interrupting. We interrupted each other oh. way too much. Now well, that's some morning zoo stuff. You just now, did. 
Now, now I want to make sure not to do it when I think you are in a rhythm and I don't want to distract you. We are both easily distracted at times. Easily. And depends I, on the time of I, year. I, I think it really depends, especially when I've had a second cup of coffee. Yeah. Uh, I can be easily distracted. I am hoping and praying that I don't r- knock into your rhythm and put you in a place where you either lose your train of thought. So I will sit there, and I don't want my facial expression either to change your focus. So I will stare at the computer, not even looking at anything. And it looks like I'm not watching. But then every now and then I'll get annoyed and yeah, accuse you, think- you of focus on yes. something else, and then you get pissed at me. Yeah. yeah. So you're like, you didn't need to call me out on air. You did not need to call me out on air there. I was paying attention to you. <laughs> And today I got into a Twitter battle, and I was coming back late from something, and there was a caller I totally didn't pay attention to, and I'm like, "You got to get off your computer." <laughs> I know you're doing exactly the show. which caller. You're doing the show. You're doing the show for the bleeping callers. You're doing the show for the listeners, not for Twitter. Get off Twitter. Get off the computer. I have to tell myself that. Uh, how do you feel about the callers of late? There's been a mixed bag. There has been a mixed bag. No, um, that's not an endorsement. I think a lot. Of, well, I think a lot of fans have become annoyed with the callers. They have I, I've seen more annoyance with the callers recently, but at the same time, I think Double A has done a good job of letting more through because you're going to go to a different time of the year when it's going to be football season. He could be more rigorous in who he screens out. Also, I mean, think about this. There's been a couple of callers that you know that we've had to kind of bid happy trails to. I'm not going to mention them by yeah. name. I don't want to give them that power, but there's been a couple callers that. I think they think they make it better, and in some cases they do. And there's been a couple people where I go, mm, we can't have this again. No more. No more. Well, over um, the years, though, I think we have we have feuded, and we probably feuded a little bit too often when the show started because we were trying to find our footing about the value of not callers in general because we both – man, when we get funny callers, why, guys, why do you think we want to do coming in hot yeah. on Fridays? Because you guys are creative. And even the ones that don't like it, that guy who called in two Fridays ago when I wasn't even on it went, Horrid, horrid radio. <laughs> and Lima goes, I do not disagree. Liz and I were cackling. Liz actually laughed. She thought it was funny. So I, I think that in general, we just want our callers to be more creative. What I can't stand as always is when somebody comes out of the woodwork like three days after the Deshaun Watson trade and they're like, the one thing nobody is talking about is when you start out a call like that, buddy, as, as uh, someone we know would say, there is zero chance you have something that would blow our mind to such an extent that we haven't even heard that call before. There's no way yeah. that could happen. Our jobs 24-7 is to just think about stuff that you Sorry. haven't heard before and has yeah. not been voiced well, in the community. Yeah. So as a person who screened the calls for five years, right? So You were really good at that. Yeah. Also, Double A doesn't know I'm how to uh, talk into the talk back with us. I wanted to bring that I'm to not going to teach him either. Why? I showed him when he came. He hasn't figured it out That yet. was so much easier. You used to be able to so quick to give to us some of that all info. the time, yes. Yeah, it was good. I Go was ahead. really good at that. Go I'm ahead. really good at this job. But, no, I would say uh, <laughs> it was, you know, you'd have people that call and go, well, I haven't heard you talk about this. Well, we do 20 hours of programming, right, every week, plus another two now on the podcast. There's 20 hours every week. Glad we're we're, we're going to get to it. I promise you we will get mm-hmm. to it. 
Although we didn't there, get, to, we did not get to Coach I, K the other day. I have to constantly. That's yeah. true. Yeah, I but to, how many well, people are calling in and going? Get, where are your Coach K thoughts? I know. Guess, guess what's coming on at seven forty-five on Friday? That'll we'll probably got? end up being pushed back to eight forty-five. What do we got? The old Friday five, and Coach K can be thrown in there okay. if you want to. No, but between that, if a caller calls in and goes, "Hey, I, I don't have time," but pass this along to the guys, like, why, why are we wasting each other's time? Like you had time enough to call in, right? The thing like, that I have for a minute. The thing that I have to remind myself, and I should tweet this out as well. Of course, it can come off like I'm being uh, sanctimonious in a way. The thing that I have to constantly remind myself: people always they will bitch when you're not talking about exactly what they want to talk right. about at that exact time. Well, I always have to remind myself that we exist in their lives. And I'm thankful for them. You roll your eyes when I say this type of stuff, but it's true. I'm thankful that I exist in their lives, but it's in their lives for their 15 minutes or a half hour in a day. Whereas for us, it's four hours, and they're they're. It's like they're walking by our cart at a at or or, or our stand at a farmer's yeah. market or something like that, and we have these wares for them, which is our terrible takes mm. for them to buy. Or to not pay attention to or whatever. So we're basically carnival barking to get the people to pay attention. And then if they really do buy in, then they get upset because it's not there at the right time. And I have been guilty of it so many times going, hey, it's a four-hour show. We're going to get to it. And sometimes I do that because I want them to know. But there have been times where I've just been pissed before. Like, hey, we did talk about that 40 minutes ago, but you weren't in your effing car. It's like, eh, you know what? They're listening. What the hell? Right. And well, some and they, people, it's the same time every day for them, no matter right. what. Oh, yeah. Especially a morning like, drive. Like, I had a guy who he was going to <laughs> – this blew up in his face because right after we traded for Deshaun Watson, <laughs> he was going to keep a stopwatch of how long it took – in every segment he listened to, Baker Mayfield's name to be brought up. Yep. And he, all he did was tell me when he gets in the car and when he listens. So if I wanted to, which I wouldn't because I do the show for thousands of people every 15. We do the show for thousands of people every 15 minutes, not just for that one guy. You're just telling me, you get in the car at 745. If I really wanted to, I can go every day just so I feel better that you don't do a stopwatch. And then they traded for Deshaun Watson. <laughs> and and that was the end of that. Yeah, and now Baker Mayfield's, it's not that like he's old news, but I think people are like, yeah, he's ours. We'll figure it out. Now the Jeremy Fowler thing where it's like, do you eat the salary just to get rid of yeah. him? Do, what do you do? What boy, do you do boy, with this guy? Just, just any Baker conversation right now. I think it's become exhausting in some and it devolves facets. into it devolves into the same old storyline about his injury and we we by accidentally we're taking you behind the curtain here. We accidentally went down that path again today. We didn't mean to uh just about the handling of his injury. Yeah. And that was my fault today for sure. I didn't think it was bad because you have a guy like Chris Collinsworth who yeah. is is obviously knows everybody in the NFL, all the movers and shakers and is like this is going to have an effect. This is going to have a real effect way like, if we're telling something that we know is going to have an effect, that's fine. If we're just dredging up again all the crap that we've talked about before, and maybe we're just kind of going through the motions. But I, I, I do want to know, when I brought this up today, hopefully the Browns learned a lesson. Hopefully all this is a learning experience. Hell, you just heard the Haslam's. Do an interview, uh, I think, in the last few days, or the, maybe at the, the Steelers owner. didn't get them ready. Uh, yeah, that they, they a, that they weren't ready. That they basically came in, didn't know anything. I think the Steelers make it look like it's going to be easier than what it is. 
There's been, I mean, you look at it, Kevin Colbert's worked for the Pittsburgh Steelers. This is going to be his final year, even though I think he's going to be still like yeah. some consultant of some sort. Kevin Colbert has worked for the Pittsburgh Steelers for 22 straight seasons, 22 years. I mean, that's a career. That in some in some case, like Owen was in the uh, in the armed forces for 12 years. If you stayed eight more years, you get to retire there. Like that's a career, especially in the NFL. That's a career. I mean, you don't stay around for, in one place for very long. And so he's in Pittsburgh during that time while the Haslam's are partial owners. And it's the same thing for David Tepper. You have egotistical billionaires who are used to success in what they do. They are with successful people in that business because if you're the Haslam's, now I don't know when they bought into the Brown, or brought into the uh, Steelers right off the top of my head. But do you buy into the Steelers? Do you buy into the Bengals? Do you buy into the Raiders at that time? Who you know, Art, Art, Al Davis was crazy. I I love Al Davis, but Al Davis was crazy. Or do you buy into somebody who's willing to have you buy in? And well, we'll show you the ropes. But the ropes are not like the ropes you're going to see. Because I always remind people that hey man, they were a terrible organization for forty years, hmm. or just under forty years, nineteen thirty three to nineteen when they hired Chuck Knoll, sixty nine. And when they start, and they were what one in thirteen or whatever it was the year they hired Chuck Knoll, so until then, and even then they probably just thought their fan base probably thought it was just another terrible suck ass Steelers team, and this guy's not going to take it anywhere normal. They struggled for a very long time. Why would you struggle? They had to do a lot of things to get it right and make it a real family business. Put the kids out there, make them have to evaluate all that stuff. How how wouldn't David Tepper think that he wasn't going to struggle? How mm-hmm. wouldn't the Haslam's think that they're going to struggle? And so now you, you think about those struggles and you'd rather go anywhere else but those struggles again. Like if you're the Haslam's, if it were me, I'd be desperate. And that's why I would pay the $230 million if I had the money. Why wouldn't you do that? I know that's we're kind of jumping off topic mm-hmm. there. Why would you do that to try to bail out of it? They're very in tune with what the fans think of them. And they know that. While a lot of fans are upset, and they are, and they're allowed to be upset, eventually the guy will play, and eventually he'll throw touchdowns, and eventually, especially if he's not found liable in any of this, that will absolutely fade mm-hmm. sooner than later, but eventually it'll be an uncomfortable conversation that we're willing to deal with. All right, here's a question for you. I went way off topic there. I'm well, sorry. No, it, you it, should have brought me back. It brings, me in. What year did the Haslam's take over? 2012. Yeah. How many good years have they had? How many seasons have they left Two. and walked out to their cars or their oh. car service and gone, one? hey, this is good? One. 2020. Because even at 7 and 9, you remember Zach saying that there were people in the front office, maybe not even necessarily the Haslam's, who were upset that Brian Hoyer was playing mm-hmm. well. You remember hearing yeah. about that? They were also six and three when they finished seven and nine. They were I, seven and four, exactly. Yeah. But during that year, there were still people who, while Brian Hoyer was doing well, there were people in the Haslam's ears saying no, and so mm. you don't know who to believe. Yeah, but even then, they that thought Colts they game. thought they had their other quarterback, yeah, Colts game. and then they dropped their last five games. <laughs> I was yeah. emotional in that one. That's and so that's you can't where my walk youth. out to your car that last night and go, "Oh, we're in a good spot." Should I be more measured in my responses, or should I stay emotional? Well, which depending on what you're responding to. Like, I was very emotional with Baker Mayfield and the Browns when they got hammered by the Baltimore Ravens week one of the 2020 season. They went on to go 11-5. and five. 
Yeah, but here's here's yeah. the problem. But I think a lot of fans do the same the thing, one. and they would they'd like to be forgiven too. Here's the hard one. So we got to talk about death at some point here. There, oh, fuck. there is no doubt that we all are in agreement in this room huh. that we've Do I got look a, fatter with my that, hands folded like this. No, it's like I'll show you a picture of our cat. You're gonna laugh, but there is no doubt that we all think, Mr. Milers. Oh, and you're gonna see this is great. Let uh, me see this. Right, hold, hold it back. <laughs> he looks like Wilford Brimley. That's a great picture of that cat. You should tweet the picture out. He's a little fat cat, man. He's a fatty, <laughs> yeah, chunky boy. Anyway, he's a chunky boy. This room is with all the agreement with what? That Deshaun Watson is is better and probably much better than Baker Mayfield, yeah. based on what we've seen out of both yeah. of them. But that doesn't mean starting week one. Here we go. Let's see the better. Come on, let's see the better. Like he hasn't played in a year. Yeah. I mean, it. It. I don't know what it's going to look like. I have no idea. And I know people say you're already making excuses for him. No. No. The fact is, if he struggles at all, whether it's starting week eight, Heat's whether on. it's starting week Heat's one, on. holy crap! Heat's on. I mean, the Baker people, and my God, if Baker goes to Seattle and actually plays well. He's gonna. Oh. I'm telling you, he's gonna have a couple good games somewhere in there. He's gonna have some good games. He's capable. He had of it. good games this year. He had it's the Chargers garbage. game. He had the Bengals game. He had the Chiefs game. Um, I also yeah. want to throw this in there that Deshaun Watson's really good. Historically, as a quarterback, I've not been his biggest fan. Mm-hmm. That's that's fair. I'm fair on saying that. You're not as high on him as, uh, as yes. people like me have been. Yeah, when I say yeah. not his biggest fan, that could be taken as I hate him. I don't. No, no. I'm just not as high on him as you are. You've kind of been like, how think, did they go 4-12 and 12 then if he's this, so good? This is you don't how, think he's a top five quarterback, right? In the NFL right now? Or when he left. How about when, when he, he left? left? No. I think he's top 10. I think That's he's, where he was ranked. Was and, in the top well, five. now that he plays for the Browns, we'll see. Because I once said mm. Baker Mayfield was top put seven. The, Jeez, yeah, put him in the top five. And he's better than Baker Mayfield. I think that we are our standards are about to go so high we don't even realize it right now. Like he's got a good roster with him. It's an expectation now. He beats Allen, he beats Mahomes, he beats Wilson, he beats Burrow, he beats mm. Herbert, he beats Lamar, and some of those names he's better than. But when I start with those first two names, when you have two thirty guaranteed you got to be better than those two yeah, names. Yeah, you do. That's our expectation now. And in realism, the Browns are buying themselves a shot. They're not buying a championship. That's me talking out of both sides of my mouth because I'll say on air and on this podcast that you're buying a Super Bowl, but you're never truly so able to buy a Super Bowl. So that is the tough spot the Haslam's are in doing this and going out yep. on a limb and also bringing in the heat that's coming with yep. Deshaun Watson because of the off-the-field stuff is that – I think fans think this was some guaranteed, um, not a lotto pick, cheat code, but some guaranteed cheat code. Absolutely, I think. And they and and if you just watched the NFL, especially last year, where I would I would suggest that if you thought you were getting Patrick Mahomes, that that's a guarantee. Patrick Mahomes gets you not only to the playoffs but to the Super Bowl. And then you saw Mahomes have a horrible second half and a horrible overtime. Against the Bengals, yeah. like this league is still really tough. No matter how so good you are, no matter how good your quarterback play is, Justin Herbert didn't look, even make the playoffs. Look at where this is: is that people see the kid, and, and by the way, that's the best thing that happened. For it's not the best thing. You always want to make the playoffs, but it's not the worst thing that could happen to them. I think with the Bengals, 
the Bengals were not a good enough overall team to be a Super Bowl team this year. They weren't. And so now anything less is a disappointment. They have a hangover, quote-unquote. If they were to just make the play, if the Browns were who they were supposed to be and Baker doesn't get hurt, who knows where we're at right now, right? Mm-hmm. And the Bengals are probably not in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And then the Bengals, yes, Joe Burrow's a better natural quarterback than Baker Mayfield, but we wouldn't have known that yet. We wouldn't have known that yet. And so the Bengals would be on the right trajectory. Now they have to overcompensate. Someday it might happen to Herbert. It happens to us. We went to the playoffs last year. We didn't this year. Now we have to overcompensate. Now we have to go out and get Deshaun Watson and deal with all that, and that's the way it goes. And other teams will have to do it. And you threw it on there. When people look at Kansas City, there were t- there were conversations about them being a disappointment. One Super Bowl, four AFC Championship games, two Super Bowl appearances, and only one championship. You're paying Patrick Mahomes a half a billion dollars, even though we know that's not necessarily, yeah. but get it. A half a billion dollars. They're talked about as a disappointment. Five years, 230 guaranteed. That conversation ain't going to be thrown at us. If we only go to an AFC championship game. Well, you got to at least do that. Only. You got to at least do that once. Exactly. Probably more. Exactly. <laughs> but how many teams just, are saying that? What are the Denver Broncos saying I'll Russell say Wilson? I'll just say real quick, just for Browns fans to compare it, right? Like, I... People might say the Chiefs are a disappointment. I've been a Chiefs fan since 1990. Mm. I'm not disappointed by anything. That's I think all the outsiders think that. <laughs> right. Yeah. And believe me, if things come to fruition the way that they look like they're happening for the Browns right now, and you only get one Super Bowl, it's not going to be a disappointment. It's not. It's different. It's not the Cavs. It's not basketball. True. It's not, it's not going to be a disappointment. Although, what would the Cavs, if they not a won in 2016 and come back? Big-time disappointment. What would we have been saying about the LeBron? Big-ass, fat-ass 11 years well, of LeBron James, no championships. It. You're still saying it. We're brought to you by Extend. What do you think happens when we die? I'm in agreement with Bill Maher. What does he say? I don't know what he says. <laughs> He's going to run out on that one. Oh, damn it. Oh, you have to watch I'm the movie sorry. Religious. Religious. That's what we're doing for the next movie. I'm not watching it. I won't watch it. I don't mind Bill Maher at all. Yeah, I like you know Bill what? Maher, but, I, but you know, but now that I'm having different... a child, I'm wondering if a lot of my, I'd say, more agnostic views and atheists, mm. I'm wondering if those views need to change because I mean, we're we're looking at churches, we're looking at stuff, and it's it's just because we we right now we strongly believe that that would be a better way to go. But what am I basing that on? Not my own upbringing. So I don't know what I don't know what we're doing. Boy, I hope there's something else after this. I know. I'd like to say, like, oh, I'm disappointed. I guess I wouldn't know, but, you know. There is something else after this. What is it? Tiger Woods press conference. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, 
There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.